0: Support for WIPR's podcasts comes from Brightview Senior Living. Since 1999, Brightview has proudly served Greater Baltimore with vibrant, independent living, assisted living, memory care, and enhanced care. Find a community near you at brightviewseniorliving.com.
1: We didn't have SNL, and we didn't have the good movies within SNL cast members. And and what passed for comedy was Johnny Carson spraying whipped cream on the crotch of Burt Reynolds' Leather Pants.
2: And there's only one exciting thing you get to do when when you turn 17, um, and that's watch R-rated movies in a movie theater.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Stoop Storytelling Series podcast. I'm Laura Wexler, and I am here alone today while Jessica vacations in Maine. We have a great episode for you today. It's called R-Rated. This is an encore episode, and we are featuring two stories about the pleasures and perils of watching your first R-Rated movie in a theater. Our first storyteller is Larry Doyle who is a writer and producer and novelist. And he has a great story about uh, going to the movies with his date and his mom. Larry is most recently, his most recent work is Command Z with Steven Soderbergh, which is um, available through Soderbergh's website right now. So take a listen.
1: So this will be a little palate cleanser, I guess. Um, uh, by the way, I once had to follow uh, a woman who told the true story of how her one four-year-old girl had died. And then how her uh, she went and adopted a girl from China who, at the age of four, got the same thing that killed the first daughter, but didn't die. And then she finished and everyone applauded and the person who introduced her hugged her for a really long time and then he went up and said and now Larry Doyle <laughs> uh, I'm going to take a little more time on this I was like, okay, what am I going to do? And I was thinking, oh, here's a gag. I'll hug him. (laughs) And I had about three or four more of those. And I just decided, you know, fuck it. I'm just going to read my story about the teenage adolescent with the giant alien brain. Uh, Her name was Marietta. She worked in the English resource room. You know, Marietta. You know, kind of like Mary with sprinkles. I was a junior, she was a senior and she was pretty in that, that nerdy way that really wasn't a thing back then. She had these big round glasses and, uh, and she was uh, a little cross-eyed, which, you know, just drove me crazy. <laughs> just trying to, trying to figure out which one to look into and... Uh, she wore sun dresses even when it was cloudy outside. And she was, she was like bony in all the right places. Plus, she talked to me. So one day, I was at her desk in need of some English resources. And, she, and Marietta said something about something. And I replied, do you want to go to a movie with me? Only not that cool. Um, she said, yes, uh, I may have gotten an erection. (laughs) I mean, probably I was getting them all the time. (laughs) Um, so just a little context. This was the year 1975 play the number one song in 1975. The number two song in 1975 was Rhinestone Cowboy. So in 1975, everything sucked. Um, (laughs) We didn't have SNL, and we didn't have the good movies within SNL cast members. And and what passed for comedy was Johnny Carson spraying whipped cream on the crotch of Burt Reynolds' leather pants. (laughs) And you can find that on YouTube. But we had heard tell of this movie, this outrageous sketch movie that had been released in New York only a year before and was coming to the outer suburbs of Chicago. It was called The Groove Tube. You can look that up. So we're going to see The Groove Tube. And I had my plan already. I was going to pick Marietta up in my, my dad's silver Cordoba. We were going to drive to Woodfield Mall and I was going to buy the tickets and I was going to pay for the popcorn and jujubes whatever she wanted and then although Marietta was kind of a prim girl um, the name of her religion had more than two words in it Um, I had scheduled some time for making out Um, uh, the Cordoba had those rich Caribbean leather seats and you know, I really only thought two people would get that joke. Uh, <laughs> but as I was imagining it, she would take off her glasses and shake out her hair. And, and, and then, uh, I don't know, they didn't show that part in 1975. So, um, and I really wasn't experienced. And it was the Midwest, so we didn't have easy access to the sensuous woman. And... Um, <laughs> And I didn't have very much experience touching a girl beyond truth or dare. Um, and even not that. I mean, in eighth grade, Greg Blair um, dared Julie Roberts to kiss me, and she quit. <laughs> well that was another trauma. Um, anyway, this, this was not going to happen this time because I just had it all worked out. But first, I had to get a driver's license. teenage brain. So the morning of the date, my mom drives us like 20 miles to Libertyville where the DMV is. And I take the test and of course I fail. Um, But I only fail by one point. And this guy, because I had failed by such a little amount and and maybe was crying, he, he made an exception and he allowed me to take the test a second time on the same day. Uh, My second tester had a, you know, a crew cut and uh, he had this sort of permanently flexed face like he had not had a ball movement since Nixon resigned. (laughs) And somewhere around the time when he yelled, if there was a baby on that curb, you would have killed it. (laughs) So that night. A banana yellow hornet drives up into Marietta's driveway. Uh, I'm in the back seat. My mom is at the wheel. (laughs) Marietta gets in the back, and my mom drives us the 12 miles to Woodfield. She hated driving on highways, so she's driving like this the whole time. Not that I can criticize. Um, And we get there, and the line to buy tickets to the groove tube is going all the way around the building. And the line to get into after you've bought tickets to the Tube is also all the way around the building. Uh, it doesn't look great. We get in line. We start chatting, and it's going really well. And, you know, I'm feeling like we're on a trajectory to maybe making out. Um, <laughs> we get to the ticket booth, and I pull out my crisp $10 bill. And the ticket seller looks at the bill, and he looks at me, and he says, How old are you? He was rated R. Miranda was allowed in, but I wasn't. Um, I, I, I offered to stay outside, but she she was a good sport up until you know that point. So, I call my mom on a payphone. It's like a machine, slots coins, and <laughs> she drives back out to Woodfield, then gets with us and drives us about 15 more miles to the Randhurst Mall. I I think my mom was probably pretty great after all, but um, I don't know why I pay for therapy when I could just do this. Um, (laughs) We get in at the Randhurst Mall, and it's packed, and everyone's excited, and the movie starts and this woman is running through the woods in the movie, and this man is running after her, and the, and the woman laughs, and she takes off her top, and the man laughs, and he takes off his top, and, and they keep running, and the woman takes off everything else, and the man takes off everything else, and he's like flopping all over the place. <laughs> uh, in my memory, he had red hair. Um, and I'm pretty sure this was the first time Marietta had ever seen a penis. (laughs) So I turned to her to sort of gauge her reaction, and she's just like staring straight ahead. Um, The rest of the movie went like that. There was a TV clown who read pornography to kids. There was an ad for some brown sludge from a company called Uranus. Uh, uh, At some point, I tried to hold her hand, but I, I couldn't pry it off the armrest. And then uh, there was the venereal disease ad. (laughs) This odd-looking puppet is talking about the, the signs of gonorrhea. You know, painful urination, white discharge. And this laugh starts rippling through the whole audience. And I realize... As they push in, that the puppet's nose is a penis that's been pushed through a hole through the backdrop. And it's been shot upside down so that the scrotum forms the top of the head. And there are googly eyes glued onto the testicles. So... I turn to Marietta and I say would you like to leave? and she said no so on the way home Marietta rode shotgun next to my mom but we get to the end of the date and we're we're on the porch you know it's just Marietta and I and my mom is in the car in the driveway with the headlights on and it was kind of like this And, you know, a little embarrassing, and so I try to make the best of it, you know, break a little joke. And I say, so, I guess I'll take a rain check on that kiss goodnight. (laughs) And uh, Marietta says, yeah.
0: Yes, so, um, very vivid, (laughs) very cringey, as the kids say. Or I think they just say, that's cringe, but totally understandable.
1: Support for WYPR's podcasts comes from Catholic Charities. Celebrating its centennial in 2023, Catholic Charities is the largest private provider of social services in Maryland. Learn more about this movement to change lives at cc-md.org.
0: This next story is by Anna Biedelman. And this is a story that's close to my heart because I have a very vivid memory of being dropped off by my parents with a couple friends to go see a PG movie. It probably was like Bambi or something, although I think that's G. But anyway, um, it should be PG for death of the mother. But anyway, and instead deviously buying tickets to... um girls just want to have fun or some kind of spring break movie where there was nudity and sex. And um, boy, did we feel just so juvenile delinquent. And then also, I think I actually read the summary of the movie that we were supposed to see, so I could explain it to my parents. See, smart and devious. Take a listen.
2: This has been really fun tonight, um, and I've never done something like this before, um, and I will be completely honest with you guys, I have not watched a single one of the movies that anyone has mentioned. Um, you can blame it on my parents, they're back there. Um, I, a lot of the things that you guys have talked about have been about things that happened when you were younger, when you were figuring out where you're, what you're doing with your life, and that's kind of the place that I'm in right now. Um, and I, I'm, I recently turned 17. Um, and there's only one exciting thing you get to do when, when you turn 17, um, and that's watch R-rated movies in a movie theater. <laughs> so last, uh, actually on Monday, um, my friend was about to turn 17, and she it was the night before her birthday, and there was a little bit of a dilemma. I'm, I just got my license also, and I'm still not allowed to drive after midnight, but she's not 17 until after midnight. <laughs> so, we did, we invited her older sister to take us as um, our parent or guardian. Um, and and we got to the movie theater and we're buying our tickets um, for this already movie, it's called Rough Night. Um, and it it's a movie about this bachelorette party gone wrong. Um, and The woman asks for her older sister's ID. She shows it to him. She says okay. And we get up to the line, and we buy our tickets, and she doesn't even ask for our ID. (laughs) 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 And we walk into the movie theater, and we are all alone in the movie. (laughs) No one wants to come to a movie late Monday night. Um, (laughs) And we are so excited. We get to be in the movie theater all alone, and we watch all the trailers, and as soon as the movie starts... Ten people walk in, and we're no longer alone in the movie. But we continue to watch it, and um, it's it's not like the most amazing movie. And um, it's it's exciting though. I'm 17. We're finally doing this. I've watched R-rated movies before, of course, but never in a movie theater. And. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and the movie definitely didn't change my life, like a lot of the people talked about here. <laughs> um, but I think that it—I realize now that even though I am getting older and I get to do more exciting things, I don't have to be figuring out everything is not a sign for what I should do for the rest of my life. I have some time, um, <laughs> and that's that's all I have for you tonight. <laughs>
0: Okay, so that is our R-rated episode for today, though notice that I did not drop any F-bombs, probably because Jessica is not here. Before we finish for today, we want to thank Maureen Harvey, our producer, and we want to let you know that we've got a show coming up on Thursday, September 14th. It's called The One That Got Away, Stories of Lost Loves, Lost Fish, and Other Missed Opportunities. So, please go to our website at stoopstorytelling.com to get information about that show. Again, it's Thursday, September 14th. We also need storytellers for that show and all of our other shows for this fall. Stoopstorytelling.com, you'll find all the shows that are coming up and all the links to buy tickets and submit stories. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back with more stories from the
1: students. Destined friends in the heat of the summer night.